Wake Up World. You are now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here in downtown Portland at the Pac West Center, which is also the home of 1029 and 750, the game sports radio station. First of all, to all the listeners, I want to apologize because last week we did not release an episode. Uh, I went out of town for Mother's Day, so I wasn't here at the radio station. And I also graduated college last weekend. So I kind of took the week off, but you know here we, we, we harp on consistency and we don't like to leave you hanging. But yeah, things happen and I had to go. But since that was the case, I decided to kind of give us all a treat here this week. And I got a special guest in studio with me right now. Uh, many of you all see his clothing brand, everywhere not even just a clothing brand it could be stickers pennants you name it um right now i got marcus harvey with me and marcus harvey is the owner of portland gear what's going on with you marcus good morning boss appreciate you having me out man i appreciate you for coming i appreciate you for coming so before we start talking about the apparel and everything that portland gear has gone i want to take it back to the beginning and kind of the foundation of the company and yeah kind of just break that down for us Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, born and raised in this area, I was just always a product and shoe and Nike guy. Um, loved sports, loved the Blazers, loved everything about that. And both of my parents went to the University of Oregon. Um, my sister went there. So I was pretty much brainwashed to be a duck from a very young age. I mean, that was pretty much the only option for college. And I'm glad uh, I was a big duck fan. So I went down to U of O, um, graduated in 2012. But my whole time down there, I was super interested in apparel design and screen printing and graphic design, and I loved this kind of intersection between business and art. Um, was never really an artist growing up at all, but I became somewhat decent at Illustrator and coming up with logos and stuff. And so I really just found a passion for making stuff and telling stories through products. So when I came back to Portland in 2012, I was doing custom apparel design, and we were doing stuff for other brands and athletes. And uh, People started working with us from outside of Portland. They wanted tags that said made in Portland. So brands from L.A. and Canada. And we had a brand from Europe that worked with us. And we did their custom apparel and cut and sew here in Portland. uh, Just because they wanted tags that said made in Portland. So Instagram was kind of getting big at that time. This was about three and a half years ago. And I had seen that there was kind of some big city pages that were cool to follow. Like you could follow Chicago and you could see what's going on. And you could follow Seattle. But there was nothing for Portland. So I started that Instagram just kind of as a way to promote the city, stuff that was going on, and then was going to promote these little brands that were coming out that we were working on. So fast forward a little bit, or do you want to? No, no, let's not down, let's not downplay the fact that that Instagram now has 280K plus followers. It got up there. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely hiked up, but carry on. Yeah. So as that page was growing, 10, 20, 30, 40,000 followers, um, people were tagging it and they were walking around Portland just because they wanted to be featured on the Portland Instagram page. So I kind of grew this following of people that liked Portland like I did. And then it was kind of an intersection between business and art where I had seen that there was kind of this empty space in Portland for a really simple, clean, iconic logo. Um, I didn't go to Portland State and I didn't go to UP, so I didn't want to wear a PSU sweatshirt. You know, right. I, I love the Blazers, but logo the pinwheel doesn't really represent portland to people and so Absolutely. you know i had seen how the la dodgers hat was what everyone in la wore and the new york yankees had in new york so um i just wanted really simple p logo um so i had all these people that love portland and i was kind of getting tired of working on the client work so i had this desire to come up with a portland brand and they kind of just collided together um two and a half years ago so black friday 2014 
And yeah, I just I came out with two T-shirts, printed like twenty four of each shirt. Didn't wow. didn't know if they'd sell. I didn't want to have too many in case they didn't. Right. Um. I own a bunch of domains. Like I several years ago, I just bought like Portland fill in the blank dot com and all these things. So I was going through trying to figure out what I was going to call it, and I had portlandgear.com. I was like, that's kind of cool because it's not like just Portland t-shirts and it's not just Portland hats. Like it was vague enough that I could grow into it, but it was kind of unique enough. So I put the website up like the day before Black Friday, Right. did some photos, put it up. So no one had heard of Portland gear. No one had seen it coming. And with one photo on that Portland page on the first morning, I did like $5,000 in sales. Gosh, just like that, huh? Mm-hmm. And so now, obviously, like you said, that first day you did, you said $5,000 in mm-hmm. sales. Now, obviously, the brand is everywhere. I mean, I have it on my back right now. Obviously, you have it on your back and your head. Uh, In my brother's bedroom, I went in there the other day, and this is since I asked you to come join us on the show. I go in there, and I don't usually, you know, invade in his bedroom. (laughs) When I come over, I go to the living room and chill out. And so when I told him I was going to have you on the show, he's like, man, check this out. He's got pennants and stickers up (laughs) on the wall. Then as I'm driving, I see... Uh, stickers on people's rearview mirror. It's just yeah. crazy. Uh, or the back window, I should say. Yeah. But yeah, so it's everywhere now. And then, obviously, you we take it up a notch. Uh, you had Kevin Love wearing Portland mm-hmm. gear uh, in a playoff interview. I've seen recently you've had supporters like Jake Gleason mm-hmm. of the Timbers. Uh, Nadama Kungsu recently came mm-hmm. into the store. How has that helped kind of enhance the brand, obviously, having people of that stature supporting it? I mean, I think it's a huge help. People, I mean, these are their favorite athletes, so they love seeing that. But more so, it's just kind of, you know, the 12-year-old Marcus that would go down to the Blazer games and just want to get a high five from one of the players, you know. And now right. it's like, now I'm. they like the stuff that I make. I mean, that's the most. That's just a cool feeling Definitely. in being an artist, I suppose, and making things is that you have these people that you used to idolize and look up to now become equals with you. And they want to rep, rep stuff the same way I want to cheer for them, you know. So I think it definitely... I mean, it's super cool that they all rock the stuff, um, but I think it more is a testament just to the fact that people love Portland. Yeah, and that was my next question because you also, this has definitely helped give Portland more of an identity. And when you came into it, obviously that was what you wanted to do was to help give Portland this identity. Like you said, you've seen different major cities that kind of did the same for their own cities, and Portland didn't necessarily have that. Mm -hmm. But Ultimately, like, what characteristics about the city of Portland would you say made this work? Yeah, I think people just want to identify with being from here and living here. Um, Everyone, I've learned, everyone's proud to be from somewhere. Y'all proud of the street you grew up on. You're proud of the high school you went to. You're proud of the neighborhood you're from. All that stuff. Um, So everyone's proud to be from L.A. or San Diego or wherever. But with Portland, it's just different because people... There's just something about the energy here, the culture, the ability to be unique and have people support you and all the random things that you do. Um, people just are, they get pulled into the gravity here where you can be an individual and still be part of this community and culture, but yet people will support you in making t-shirts or they'll support you in your handmade soap company. Or those, like you can find, I just believe you can find a, a team of people here in Portland that'll believe in anything that you could come up with. It could be the random, most random thing in the world. So I think people, when they come here, they see that they can be themselves in a city and they don't have to fit into this, you know, like this box. Like this is this is what you do when you live in L.A. You do these four things and that's yeah. how you exist here. It's like you can be whoever you want to be and do stuff. So people identify with being an individual in this town and the P is just kind of a pseudo vague way of doing it. Like what 
the Portland Gear P means to you is different than what it means to me, than it is to the high school kid, than it is to the mom. You know, it's like everyone has a different meaning with it. And I think that's Portland in general, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. So back in March, you did a Blazer meet and greet. You brought <laughs> in Noah Vonley, Myers Leonard, and Pat Connaughton. You had a line from here to Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kind of explain how that went how that day went you know what i mean because like i said obviously it was a success if you went mm -hmm. to the view of O, you would have still saw the line connected to portland <laughs> gear next to the timber stadium mm -hmm. so kind of break down how that went because obviously it was a huge deal for the city of portland yeah so all of those connections came out of i got ran this was when we were much smaller i got a random dm from the blazers um and it just was a black picture and all it said was we like what you got going on just like we got our eye on you and this was two and a half years ago it turned out that that ended up being chris quivisto who was in charge of social media he had just become he's now become just a great friend of mine but he started wearing portland gear stuff um i just give him hats and shirts and then he'd wear it on the plane and then one of the players would be like well what's that and then he'd give them a hat and then the other players would ask um and before i knew it i had all these blazer guys rocking stuff so last year I sent a DM to Gerald Henderson at the time, and he was wearing the Portland Gear hat every day. And he's like, let me know if you want to do an autograph signing at the store. This was last year. And I was like, of course, when do you want to do it? And he's like, how about next week? And I was like, cool. And he's like, I'll bring Mo Harkless. And I was like, great. So we threw together this Blazer signing in like a week, and we had hundreds of people line up, come in, got pictures with these guys. They were rocking Portland Gear. They signed every autograph, and it was great. It was a huge success. So I was like, I want to do this again next year. So gotten to know all the guys now, and Myers is just a very good personal friend, and Pat, and so did that event, invited those guys out. They came, we promoted it again, and this one was twice as long, line all the way around, um, and they stayed till the end. They signed every autograph and took pictures with everyone, and you know I feel very fortunate that I get to know these players and other really cool business owners in town. I get to know them personally, and I get to know their stories, and I feel like I want other people to get to know them as humans too. Absolutely. Not just as athletes or the names on these brands and stuff, so... Um, I love when people can come in and meet these guys for who they are. And so it was a huge success. And we'll do a, we did it with the Timbers last year. Six of the guys came out. And we'll do that again in a couple months. And so I just enjoy doing the community stuff because, you know, I look at that line and I see the 12-year-old Marcus standing out there Absolutely. who's just shaking because he's so excited to get a picture with Myers. And, I mean, that brings me a lot of joy is being able to have a platform that I can give those kids or these adults even like that moment. Absolutely, most definitely. So you also have... I don't know, is it signed or sponsored your first athlete with Portland gear? Jacob? Mm -hmm. Jacob, is it Pebbly? Pebbly, yep. Pebbly, okay. So he was an Olympic swimmer. Yeah. Uh, he swam out in Rio. And so you signed him. Now, my question to you is, are you signing just to kind of sponsor with, like, apparel and things of that sort? Or do you ultimately want to kind of get into management with Portland gear? Because obviously a lot of people do that. You had Jay-Z once had a – had Rock Aware, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, at his as his clothing line, and now he has Rock Nation, which manages a lot of athletes, you know, artists, and different things of that sort. What's your vision with that? And kind of yeah, just break that down to us. Yeah, his his, um, you know, he's young. He just graduated from Cal. His agent reached out and just said, "Hey, look, we're trying to align with some local brands." He was actually born in Corvallis, so he was kind of a hometown backyard guy, you know. Um, and just seeing a young guy putting on for the area, giving back to the community, doing these swim camps with kids. Um, you know, getting ready. Obviously, he was in Rio. Everyone saw him. He was He's positioned to be one of the next big young swimmers. So getting ready for Tokyo and stuff. So it was just like, it was a really cool thing. Um, provide him with a bunch of product, and he reps it all the time as is. He's got the pee on his swim caps. So I'm headed down to San Jose next week to see one of his meets. And 
you know, more more so than just like, oh, I'm gonna sell so much gear because he's wearing it. It's just like it's a great alignment with the brand and him, and it's cool to me that I don't know. It's our first time doing it, you know. And so obviously some of these Blazer guys, that's just not an option. They've got these big Nike deals, but <laughs> right. you know, being on that side of it, I, I do enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, getting to know all these athletes over the years and seeing the ins and outs of how they live and how they spend their money and how they make their money and all that stuff. Right. Um, it's definitely interesting. And I used to dream about being a sports agent. So I don't know what it'll all turn into. <laughs> yeah, I love it all, sure. though. Yeah. I mean, I, when I'm with those guys, I mean, I ask them thousands of questions just yeah. about because I want to know just out of genuine curiosity. I like just to know. And they're all op- super open with me. And so the more I learn about what they go through and all that stuff, um, definitely is interesting to me. Definitely. That's dope, man. That's dope. I see you like to ask a lot of questions even when we went around oh, here yeah. today. You you were on it. You were on it pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, recently you've been to, you went down to Japan mm-hmm. and that I don't know if that was necessarily Portland Gear's first uh international kind of venture, but break down how that trip went and also what it is that Portland Gear is trying to do as far as the expansion of it. So we went last year too. Um it's an event called the PDX pop-up, so each year six brands from Portland um, get a little bit of a grant from the state, and then they pay a little bit, and they go over there, and it's just basically to create trade and commerce between Japan and and Portland. Um, Travel Portland has spent years and years and years promoting Portland in Japan, so it's kind of the new, cool U.S. city. They're all super obsessed with Portland over there. So we went over last year. That was my first time. Took a bunch of product, sold a bunch of stuff. Um, It was just a really cool experience to take stuff over there um had people come up wearing their portland gear shirts because they studied at psu or they lived with the host family here when they were in high school you know so we did that last year and it was super it was a great experience so this year we got invited again and it was a big portland fair this year so there was danner boots and keen and columbia and craft beer imported from portland and um several portland brands and we went and had this whole floor of a department store for about a week and it was in osaka and it was just super cool took more products sold a bunch of stuff a lot of people come up rocking their Portland gear hats again because they used to live in Portland or they traveled here. So as far as plans for international expansion, I'm not thinking about anything. Um, it's just a super fun trip to get to take the product over there and, and kind of feed it to a crowd of people that are genuinely interested in Portland as well. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to be doing that to in Brazil or in Vancouver, Canada, you know, but Portland is a big deal in Japan right now. And so it's it's a fun reason to take my fiance or my best friend to Japan too and for sure. and see the brand have some sort of international footprint is pretty s- surreal to me still but Definitely. they're great trips yeah get to see a ton of the countryside and the culture and to see how business exists in these other countries it's so different than it is here in Portland so I'm just trying to gain knowledge as well for if it's not Portland gear maybe it's something down the road that I do something in Japan so I'm just right. trying to learn at every opportunity that I can get for sure for sure so uh this question is a little bit kind of off topic as far as Portland gear is concerned, but obviously you've done great with branding your company and in recent sports media in particular, LeVar Ball has been a pretty big name. <laughs> and I kind of want to get your take on it as as a young entrepreneur and somebody who's started their own brand, especially mm-hmm. in a market like Portland where you have Nike and where you have Adidas and these big name, you know, mark these big name brands that are pretty much t- uh, state of the art. Mm-hmm. What is your take on what it is that he's doing after having the success that you've had with your own brand? I'm, I commend them for being able to produce a shoe. I mean, yeah. I was blown away that they made a shoe. And it's not the best looking thing, but it's not bad looking, you know. Like, right. it, can, it looks a little like a Kobe or whatever, but every <laughs> shoe is a ripoff of another shoe. Um, 
So I, I commend them for being able to produce this. I think the name Big Baller Brand could be far better. They, I don't know. I just think <laughs> they're going to now be pushing a name like that forever now. I mean, they're in it right. this far. I just I don't think that the name is that cool. I think that the concept of these three brothers coming up at three different times is pretty fascinating. Like Definitely. Putting these three boys together in these deals, in the, I mean, they're all going to go to the league. And, like, obviously, you know, I saw something where, you know, his name had been tweeted more times than the NBA in the last couple months, you know? Wow, yeah. And it's just nuts. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is he crossing over some lines with stuff he's saying to Kyrie and all this stuff? Absolutely. Um, but he's staying relevant, and he's pushing Lonzo, who's maybe not a second overall pick, into a second overall pick. You know, yeah, like, he's got sure. everyone stoked about it, whether he deserves it or not. Right. So, I I don't know. As far as a product and a brand going, like, I commend them. No one's doing that. And when he talks about, like, no one's making a brand, and they've never played an NBA, and they're able to sell shoes. So, right. I think that's cool, and I think they're definitely, like, I think in a couple years we'll look back and there'll be more guys doing this. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100% with that. Um, so I see on your hat right now, you have, a, is that a Nike swoosh that I see it on the is. side of So what, do you have any kind of a partnership with Nike, or uh, how did that kind of come about? Not yet. Um, <laughs> these, I, <laughs> right. these I can get through a supplier. Okay. Um, I just made some of them for us and the Blazer guys who are Nike athletes. but For sure. No, it's not an exclusive collaboration or anything, but that's like on my super, super short list that I would love to do. Um, I would like to think that Nike would like a little hometown backyard story like mine and would want to get involved in that in some way. Um, I know a lot of people out there and people on campus rock the Portland gear stuff all the time, so I don't think it's a matter of if, it's a matter of when, but right. that, that, that would be like the pinnacle dream thing. Um, you know, I used to walk around that campus as a kid and – say I'd be willing to pick up goose poop. I just wanted to work at Nike. Yeah, I yeah. wanted anything with my name on a badge, and I ended up working at the employee store. That was my first job through high school and college and stuff. And I mean, that's, that's, that was always my end goal growing up was I wanted to do sports marketing at Nike. Right. Um, and so now seeing how I've kind of flipped it and potentially will be able to work with Nike on my own, I mean, I think that's, that's the, the ultimate end goal. Yeah, that, that's definitely dope. Um, tell us what's coming up in Port, uh, with Portland gear. I'm pre- I mean, the weather's finally nice, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you have some uh, things coming up this summer. Break it down to us. Yeah, so we have a couple big events. Um, August 26th is our big summer event. It's called the Passport Challenge. We do a scavenger hunt around Portland, teams of two. We did it last year for the first time, and it was a blast. So teams dress up in costumes. They come down to the store. They get free stuff. So last year we did custom hats. This year we've got some really amazing big like water bottles and custom hats and teams get these little passports and they've got to run around the town for a couple hours accomplishing these tasks. They come back, we've got a big after party and beer and snacks. And so that's a, that's a super fun one. So that's August 22nd. And then we're finalizing right now, um, doing a three on three basketball tournament. The third week of August. So we did it a couple years ago with a friend of mine and it was a big success. So we're looking to do it again this year. So pretty simple, just a three on three, um, do some really cool custom jerseys and, see how many teams we can come out. I mean, I just love sports, and it's going to be a pretty summer day, so we're going to give it a, a try again. But, yeah, that's called the Bridgetown Classic, so we'll be doing that again. For sure. Now, with that, do you uh, give back, like, to different foundations or things of that sort, or is it just kind of something for the community to just come out and enjoy? Yeah, at this point, without having all this stuff registered yet, I don't know what's next. So once we can get everything done and get the date finalized, we'll definitely look into that. But, yeah, I mean, it's really just community stuff. Be out, be be present giving back, doing events, yeah. For sure. And so the last question I have for you, because this is called the Wake Up and Win podcast, Mm -hmm. and we like to ask all of our special guests that come in, if there's something, maybe a ritual or a thing of that sort that you do when you wake up, 
that sets the tone for you to go out and win the day? We've got some pretty diverse answers with this, so I definitely, yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is a niche to this podcast. So, do you have any? Or are um, you just waking up loving life? <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Um, every day getting to do this stuff is a blessing. I feel super fortunate. No, I get up at 6.30, 6.15, 6.30. I'll do my workout class downstairs from 7 to 8. I'm showered at the desk by 8.15. Um, if I'm not working out, I try to start work at 7.30 and just sit down and try to have tea in the morning. But, yeah, I mean, I get, I'm get i the most productive in those first three or four hours of the day. And so just getting up as early as I can. And, I mean, this morning I was even thinking, I was like, man, if I could just get up at 5.30. It's like, I would love that. Too tired, but... I would just like I love getting up early, beating the sun, getting work going. Early, um, early bird gets the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, just get up and start doing stuff. Don't sit around and be lazy and take an hour to watch TV first, and don't take thirty minutes to eat breakfast unless that's your thing. Right, um, <laughs> but just get going. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, well, yeah. So lastly, kind of promote yourself, promote the brand, promote the Portland page, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah, you can Social check us out. Handles. Portlandgear.com is the website. Um, Portland Gear across the board, so on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all that stuff. Um, Marcus at PortlandGear.com if you got any questions or anything. But, yeah, come on down to the store, 19th and Burnside. We're right next to Providence Park where the Timbers play. For sure. Um, we're open 11 to 7 every day. All righty, man. Well, I thank you so much for coming on and joining us on the show today. And, uh, yeah, next up we got the world according to Keeve, so you all know what I like to leave you with, and that is to stay woke and go in. So we're back, and y'all know what time it is. We got the girl Keeve online for the World According to Keeve segment. What's going on with you, Keeve? What's up, world? What's going on? Oh, man, you know, we chilling. Just, uh, we just had the owner of Portland Gear on the show today. Oh, so I'm wearing a Portland Gear hat right now. Uh, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. doing it. He's doing real good. So we had him come on today, and so that was a pretty successful interview. So now, you know, we got to get a dose of this culture from you, girl. I love it. And happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone. we got a long weekend coming up. I hope people have some good... Pl- I hear you're making it down south my way. I- I'm coming to see you, girl. I'll be in L.A. <laughs> Excited. Yeah, yeah. We gonna, we gonna have fun this weekend. I'm coming to L.A. Just booked my flight a couple days ago, so I'll be there 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we're for sure gonna have a good time, and I'm coming back to Portland next week. I'm about to turn the city out. I'm so Oh, excited. yeah. Yeah, we got to make sure we get you in here to the studio. Yep, I'll come in live and direct. Let's do it. Yeah, so, yeah, we we got a good couple weeks planned here. I get to link up with my girl, and it's all good. I know. It's going to be a great time. Okay, so I got to start with Asad Khaled. I got to give you guys my weekly update on his cute little posts. So, yesterday he posted a picture of Rihanna and said, Hey, at, at Bad Gal Riri, Daddy told me you liked the flowers. I hope you did. Thanks for getting the vocals in so fast. Executive producing the Grateful album hasn't been easy, but you made it worth the work. XO, hope to see you soon. Like, That's crazy. So- he talking to Rihanna right now. What in the world? 
He's the cutest thing I've ever seen. That's that's like when I was a baby. That's like me talking to Whitney Houston or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, I just love. He's like, I hope you enjoyed the flowers. Like how stinking cute. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah, so that was my update on Assad. I just had to, you know, give you that two cents. Um, and now I want to go into and just say that my heart and prayers go out to all the families and the victims that were injured and, you know, killed in the Manchester attack. Um, Absolutely. It's terrible that, you know, those are some of their, like, the concert goers' first concerts. And that's, you know, that's not what a concert is supposed to feel like it's supposed to be a place that you can you know see one of your favorite artists and feel connected to them and just enjoy that time and so for someone to you know blatantly come in and ruin that for so many people including right. ariana grande just for breaks sure. my heart yeah that's tough man and my heart goes definitely out to the families of the victims you know and i i, I just uh, even ariana grande you know what i mean my heart goes out to her I believe her mom was out there as well. Yeah, she was. I saw some pictures of them, um, like, getting back to America, like, coming off the plane, and Mac Miller, who she's dating, you know, was waiting for them at the bottom, and, you know, she, like, just embraced him. And to see her face just... It looked like she had been crying for, like, days and days and days. Yeah, and I And I know that, that, like, obviously I don't know her personally, but I feel like she's just so sweet. And so for that to happen to her is also, you know, really tragic. And yeah. she probably feels somewhat responsible, which is even worse. I was about to say, just to have her name even attached to that, although she did absolutely nothing wrong but to go oh. out and perform and enjoy, you know, performing for these people, like you said, that some it may have been their first concert experience. Others, they're obviously fans of Ariana Grande. For her to even have to have her name attached to such a tragic thing is just, I, I, I feel for her so much. I know, it's truly heartbreaking. And I mean, and it's scary too. It just, it's unfortunate that the world that we live in, we have to be afraid to go to, you know, big arenas and big venues like that. I mean, I can remember... You know, a couple years ago, going to the Rose Bowl and being like, oh, my gosh, is this a terror threat? Like, is this is this a place that someone would look at and say that's an immediate target? And, you right. know, just to have to think that way is is so sad when yeah. you know, this should be a peaceful world that we live in. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And I even, you know, even to the person who did this horrible thing, I, I even stand my prayers to him to, for even having a have the mentality or the mindset to do such a thing it's like it's it's just bad all the way around it's bad it's nothing good awful. came out of it like suicide bombers to me are totally crazy like Absolutely. you have to be seriously i don't even know like some something has to be chemically wrong with you to be like yep i'm so down for the cause that i'm gonna go kill myself and a thousand other people exactly like, that's why my prayers are with him too and anybody else who's having those kind of thoughts because i don't want to hear about it happening again I, I it's just bad all the way around like nothing good comes out of the situation for anybody not even the bomber absolutely i totally agree definitely so yeah definitely prayers out to the people out in manchester Yes. And uh, Ariana Grande is, like I said, it's just tough. It's tough to hear. And it's hear. also just a reminder, everyone, just be safe and be aware, you know, whenever you're going out, even if it's just on the weekend in your hometown, it's just crucial that you're aware of your surroundings and that you're paying attention to who's around you and, you know, look for red flags. And it's not something that you should have to think about. But, I mean, just be aware because, you know, anything could happen. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100%. So now on a on a lighter note, it's a switch topics. I have to ask because I'm an avid Bachelor Bachelorette fan. I love it. I watch every season. I like am the girl who follows the couples afterwards. 
Um, and so this season of The Bachelorette has kind of made some trending news with there being the first black Bachelorette ever right. on any of the seasons, which obviously I'm loving Black Girl Magic. Hey, now. Hello. But it's also just been very interesting to see how they've casted men for the show. Yeah. I mean, it's like the most diverse crew that we, I've seen in all of the seasons that I've watched The Bachelor. I was like, oh, so if they're just going and handpicking beautiful, intelligent black men, I think I need to go on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I obviously can't say I agree with that because I'm a man myself. But I mean, I, I hear you, though. I hear you. <laughs> I think about if you were the first black bachelor and you got to go on the show and have these producers literally find women from all over the world of like different races and ethnicities and backgrounds and they all have different jobs flavors and beautiful How, that is clutch yeah that's flavors 30 yeah 31 flavors that's flavors yes. right there i mean i don't think any man or woman could be mad being in that position no not at all yeah for sure um, but it's just been interesting to see there being so many black men on the show because in the past when you know there's there's a white girl as a bachelorette they and obviously i'm sure they have to tailor it to what the contestants looking for they obviously are not gonna like go randomly pick a bunch of guys and be like okay here's what we found for you enjoy like they obviously are going for like what you know the the bachelorette likes right but like, to see there be more black men on the show than white men i'm like okay what First, I wonder what it's going to do to their ratings and if yeah, people are interested for to... it and if they're going to love it. I also then wonder, because typically on The Bachelor, when you like, so typically if you get far enough in the show and America starts to like you and you start to kind of create a fan base for yourself, when they then pick the next Bachelor, it's someone who lost on the show. Really? So, with there being so many black men on the show, one of them is obviously bound to be loved by America and then lose. So it then makes me think, will they pick a new bachelor and will he be black? Because then I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. I think I'm going to be like, no, nope, you need to save him for the rest of us. Okay? Right. <laughs> well, you might as well just get on there. Okay, so I have this thing. <laughs> I feel like right now I'm too young. Like obviously 23, 24 is a little bit too young for me to out like actively seeking a husband. Right. But I feel so if by 27 I'm still single, I'm going to need to find someone and that show would be perfect. Hey, we ain't getting no younger. <laughs> nah. And like I said, if they're really going to be picking people like that, I was like, oh, look, y'all can pick me somebody. I won't have a problem with it. Right, right. So has has there been problems with like, since there's a black girl, and obviously this is she's the first black woman as a bachelorette, correct? Yeah. Has she been receiving any like backlash for being a black woman and being on that show? You know, I mean, being the first black woman, or like, what's kind of been the response for that? I haven't noticed any backlash towards the color of her skin yet. Obviously, um, like. At least as far as like, you know, pop culture kind of goes, I haven't really noticed any anyone being like, oh, you know, I'm mad about it. Um, and especially with like the, the obviously the social climate of America right now, I think it's really eye opening for ABC to be like, hey, we're going to promote this when typically we don't. Right. Um, and they are like usually have a very standard type of bachelorette. I mean, she's obviously always white. 
Um, you know, her hair color obviously depends, but like they're usually like small figured and like skinny. Right. Um, usually have like cute bubbly personalities. And so for them to go then grab someone, um, I think it's just different in general. Right. But I haven't I haven't noticed anything where people are like, oh, I'm not tuning in. Um, I do know that they <clears throat> they did a um, like a sneak peek of the, what's to come this season. Okay. And and one of them it shows that like it basically shows you that Rachel ends up getting engaged, which is kind of the whole point of the show. Like people watch to see if they end up finding love or not. And so we already now know that she is currently engaged. We don't know who it's to. Right. Um, but I think people are upset about that because they're like, oh, I might as well not watch now. Like yeah. what? point but it's like i mean you don't you still don't know what's to come and who it's gonna be or you know who's gonna be the final two or whatever so i think people have been upset about that but as far as i mean let's be honest i feel like most of america loves them some chocolate everybody is down for the swirl these days it happens it happens so i'm chocolate myself so i would know the people who are like the, you know, demographic of bachelor and bachelorette watchers, I don't foresee them having an issue with there being some color in the cast. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you need it. Flavors. You like, like you said, you got to have flavors. Well, and if you don't, if you don't like it, then you should probably reevaluate your life and just right. figure some things out. And now, that's you know, true. Let's, let's come back when you're a little bit more woke. That's true. Exactly. That now that part is very true. Now, but I was reading an article and, uh, you know, it was basically somebody kind of saying, "Don't bet on black," and oh, saying that, and saying that the the bachelorette may disappoint you. That's kind of why I asked that question because they why would they say? Uh, so it's the root. It's on the root. Um, the lady name is Maisha Kai, and she's kind of mm-hmm. got a weird spelling to her name. And I just kind of looked it up. You know what I mean? And she's basically just saying that, you know, if you're expecting for this show to glorify black love, quote unquote, pretty much don't get your hopes up too high. So I don't know if she's necessarily trying to say that in the end she won't choose a black guy, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not really super big on the bachelor, but on the bachelorette. But yeah, that's kind of what she's saying is like, don't look to this show because people are probably looking now that there is a black bachelorette. They're probably, like she said, going straight to the kind of notion that she's going to you know choose a black guy and basically that is like she said it's going to glorify black love so i'm interested to see now i might just start watching it just to see how that goes we totally have like bachelor on mondays we can like drink wine and play drinking games while we watch is that what y'all do in la yes that's what we do everywhere that's what i did in college (laughs) that's like my favorite thing to do on a monday really y'all did it in eugene too Yes, every Monday, even if I was in the dorm, we would cram into like one dorm room and like circle around someone's tiny TV right. and just like watch it. And every time, like, you'd have like little things. So, like, every time a guy cried or like every time someone said like an ongoing quote or something, you'd take a drink and we'd all end up like hammered by the end of it. Oh, that's that sounds fun. I mean, it, I mean, it, I would watch it. I'm a drinker. So, yeah, I'd watch that. I will be interested to see, though. I mean, I don't want to necessarily say that it's going to glorify black love, but I think what's important to, you know, take note of is just that it's they're representing black love at all. 
like right. to show that like some you know black men and black women are willing to go to you know kind of crazy ends and go on a tv show right to you know find their partner and their your, you know their soulmate i feel like maybe isn't necessarily glorifying it but at least it's representing it at least sure. we're not not being forgotten about and it makes right. it seem like black people can't stay together i think you know that's I mean? the i think that's the best perspective to have on it don't just shoot it down you know what i mean like i said it was just an article that i saw and i read i'm not one who you know sits around the tv and just watches it i'm usually watching sports or i'm or i'm listening to a podcast or something that's just kind of my thing so uh but i'm, I'm gonna watch it now because now that you've talked about it and I support, you know, okay. blacks. We're gonna, so, <laughs> so well, I, I'm, okay. I'm going to hit you up. And yeah. We're going to talk about it for real. I sit down and have my own glass of wine at the house and <laughs> kick my feet up and watch it. And yeah, I, I, I watch it. I'll check it out. I mean, I, I don't have anything against it. Like I said, I've just never really watched it. I just kind of, I'm always moving it on the go. I hardly ever watch TV these days though. So yeah, yeah I, I think that's just more of a television thing. It's nothing against the show, but I mean, hey, I got an I got an incentive now, so I'm gonna go for it. I I dedicate my TV time to Mondays, and it's for this show, honestly. This and like Handmaid's Tales, and like, well, I'm like a big like Netflix original girl, so like, uh, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, it's right. my favorite show. I went through the entire first and like second third season within like a day. Right. Um, also, Master of None by it's produced by Aziz Ansari, who I absolutely love. I think he's so hysterical. Um, so those are my top two favorite shows out right now. For sure, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I, I need to get me a favorite show. I'm really just waiting for power to come back because it's coming back. It's the it's the summertime. That that's just my show. I I really only watch Power and then I. Go back and Dark to Mountain's pregnant right now, so I wonder if she's gonna be pregnant in the show. So right, right, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 gonna be dope. I I can't wait. I really can't wait. I know. So Pouncy, what are our um what are our plans for this LA weekend? Are you ready for LA? Oh, I'm ready for it. LA. Hey, hey, look, look, you know what it is? Penthouse day party is going down Sunday. Uh, I would tell the people to follow me on Snapchat, but they might no, not be quite no, ready. Don't do that because I are going to be on there and I can't be embarrassing myself. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. They might not be quite ready, but yeah, I'm definitely, I'm I'm coming out there Sunday and, and we straight to penthouse with it. So, right, so well, yeah. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to, that'll be like a full day thing. I'll rest my body for Sunday. For sure. Yeah. We, 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 we pre-gaming and doing all that good stuff. So well, it, it should be a good one. I need to be a part of all the festivities. Uh, yeah. I, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I can't let the people know, but I'll let you know though. <laughs> I'll let <laughs> okay, you know for I'm sure. so excited. I can't wait. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have a good time out there for show, for show. So be ready. Cause you, you know how we do it. Hey, you know I'm always ready. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Well, thanks for coming on, Keeve, and I'm excited to see you. It's been a while since I've seen you. I mean, since we've been doing the podcast, it's been long distance, and then oh, I, I get two weeks back-to-back with you, so... It, I it, know. It, yeah, so it'll be pretty dope. We'll definitely have you come in here to the studio and, you know, do what we do and, and see what's going on in the world according to Keeve. Yes, we're going to show the world according to Keith, for sure, for sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, I'll holler at you. I, you know we're in touch because uh, I'll be seeing you soon. Yep, I can't wait to see you, Pouncey. All righty, Keith. All right. And on that note, folks, you know what i like to leave it on now that we've had some good interviews. We had Marcus Harvey come on and talk that good talk and let us know about what's going on in the culture with Portland gear. And not just the culture, sports, everything. They're doing so many great things, and so – 
I'm excited, you know, about what they have coming up in the future. I'm definitely a supporter of the company. I have the shirt on my back right now. And obviously, Kiva had the, she said she had her Portland gear hat on. So we definitely rep for that. But as I usually do it, and you know, because I'm heading out, I want you all to make sure to do this. And that is to stay woke and go in.